Welcome listeners to Dark Tides, a fortnightly improvised audio drama series that uses role-playing game mechanics. I just want to let you know that this show regularly contains themes of supernatural horror, violence, and content that is not suitable for all listeners, so please use your discretion. Now this week, your regularly scheduled programming is being interrupted by... Ho, ho, ho. It's my town now, boy. Welcome, everybody, to not your usual Dark Tide experience. This is our Christmas special. So we're doing something special. Of course, I'm joined by BJ. I'm, of course, also Chester Lynn. How you doing? You're also Chester Lynn. I'm also Chester Lynn. In addition to whoever else you are. Yeah. Hello, my name's BJ. Uh, I'm here too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's typically... What you need to uh, for Dark Tides, we have our own tabletop RPG system called the Archipelago System, which is how we roll the dice and we stuff up our entire plan of how we're going to do something cool. Now, we are using the system that we originally you know, based all that off and is the much more well-known, which is, of course, D&D. But with a bit of a twist of the fact that I have never DM'd a game before and Aubrey has never played Dungeons & Dragons before Hi guys, I'm here too. Or Jesse didn't too. introduce me. Or you did the introduction to the beginning bit. Um, I'm not the DM this time. I'm actually a very much a first time player. Yep. So this is gonna be fun. I so- am stripped of all my <laughs> godlike powers, um, and, and I'm think- sitting on the wrong side of the table, which I resent. I don't know why I have to sit in a different spot. The DM goes in the large chair. It's the fact of the matter, and the DM gets the blue microphone, just to feel <laughs> extra powerful. Extra powerful. Now, so we should probably point out this. This uh, session has absolutely nothing to do with the story that we've been working very hard to bring you over the last four episodes. It is a, an interruption to our regularly scheduled programming, but don't worry, because uh, the next time you hear from us, we will be back with Ernest and Alistair back on the island, and we will be getting into some interesting shenanigans. In addition to what Aubrey said in the beginning of this episode, I'd like to also issue a content warning for this episode. It turned out to be uh, much more graphic than uh, we were expecting. So just a warning, it's very violent and quite gruesome in parts. So just a warning, it's all very comedic and for that purpose, but um, yes, it's still there. So just take that into consideration. Uh, Yes. Uh, Our next episode will be airing in two weeks. Yeah. Nice. Okay, now it's time to jump into a very festive event. And I do please I hope that you pardon anything I do wrong in this. Yeah, I, I'll just preference. So Aubrey has never played a game of D&D before. I have run several, but not long-term ones. I have listened to people play several. Chester's never DM'd before, and I have played Dungeons & Dragons before, but I think out Twice. of all of us, I know the least amount of game the, uh, out of the three of us. So I, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think very interesting. Yeah. So, let's get started. Now, first of all, I'm going to need you guys to roll dexterity for me. Oh, no. Do we... That's a d20. Thank you. That's a 14. 14, Aubrey? Um, that is... <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. With I forget we have modifiers. <laughs> it's much more that's complicated than our system. That's a 15. That's a 15. 15? Mine's an 8. Yours is an 8 with no modifiers. So... No, mine is an 8 with modifiers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... A large crowd is sprinting past you. You are buffeted and knocked around. 
Aubrey is, of course, or whoever Aubrey is playing, is knocked to the ground as people bash into him and nearly stamp on him. BJ's character manages to stay on his feet as so many people are rushing past you. Ugh, rude. I say. Another great boom echoes across the snow-blanketed city of Bernard. A series of horns continue to blare from the watchtowers that are dotted along the Great Wall, which at its lowest point is 14 metres high. Guards rush past you yelling, Clear the western side! Take refuge in the town hall! A screaming woman shouts as she passes. He's come. Calamity has come and befallen us all. Uh, miss, miss, excuse me. Miss, which way is the town hall? I say miss. She is gone. So you are standing in a two-way street lined with picturesque stone and wooden houses with uh, thatched or tiled roofs. Behind you is a quickly emptying bar as drinkers throw down their tankards and sprint for the town hall, which is a large building that is quite a great distance away from you. It is made of stone and looks exceedingly secure. Before you is the rushing crowd. The street they are running from appears to lead straight to the wall. Uh, There is also a small side street to the left-hand side that you could possibly take. The crowd continues to rush past you, but now thinning. And as the crowd thins, we can finally get a good look at our two protagonists. So, BJ, who are you playing? Uh, My name's Sir Montgomery. I'm an 8 foot 11 stick insect wearing the most dapper (laughs) suit you have ever seen in your life. I'm a passionate Englishman. And uh, I am playing the role of a paladin in this strange world that I've found myself in. And uh, what what are you a paladin of? A paladin of the British Empire, my lad. Ah, okay. I, I hope you can explain that at some point. Oh, absolutely. Sorry. In sorry. this fantasy world. I just have to interject. So when a paladin calls on the power of their god to smite enemies... I will be calling that... on the power of the queen herself, thank you very much. I was going to ask, that was my question. <laughs> yep. I didn't spend 20 minutes yesterday on the D&D website for nothing, you know. I am playing Toza Vengraf, wizard of the fourth realm of Ephesius. I am a 12-year-old schoolboy dressed accordingly, <laughs> with a very pale skin, very weak arms and very dark hair. I'm carrying a large wooden crate on my back. Okay, as you two are standing there, another figure walks up behind you, coming from the bar, kind of comes up, puts his hand on his on his waist and kind of looks up at the wall. He's like, nah, it'll be fine. Oh, it's a big wall. I say it. It'll be fine. Good sir, I say it. He looks at you and kind of peers at you Excuse, excuse me, sir, I just have one small question. Um, could you tell me perhaps... What's going on would be my my sort of question. Um, Yes. Before you stands a man uh, who is dressed in very weather-worn robes and a belt tied tightly around his stomach. He's uh, carrying a very short, like a one-foot-long staff. There's a series of runes over it, and he has a kind of craggly growing beard and hair that is kind of getting curly now but it's all the exact same length leading you to believe that his hair was all shaved at the exact same time as now growing out at the exact same time he looks at you like yeah, yeah. Uh, excuse me uh, what is your name good sir and my, I, my name's bear frills i flex myself over with my long sticking nah, sex legs approaching me. back back and i put out my hand for a handshake kind of just like looks at your hands like you try to fight me boy you try to fight me uh, Mr. Frills, um, could you tell me exactly what is happening to this tower? I was very confused. I Almost as though I have no memory of the past. 
however long my life has been up to this one moment when I've been called into existence for the good of a podcast that I may never appear on again. Thank you. He looks at you very Some blankly. Some context would be lovely. He looks at you very blankly. He's like, hey, man, I just find myself in locations too. I mean, it's a bit weird, but hey, what are we going to do? I'm sorry. I think the canonical explanation is that Bear gets blackout drunk and then wakes up in a new city every time. <laughs> has so, no idea what's going on. Yeah. And is usually being chased by people who want money. Yeah. So he kind of looks at you as like, oh, you... I mean, most people just come here for, like, the icicles. This place has, like, been stuck in a winter for, like, hundreds of years, all right? They do great icicle smoothies. It's really cool. Uh, I kind of just turned up because uh, my buddy over here, and out from his backpack pops a goblin head, and this goblin head stares at you as I, like, who the hell do you think you are? This is some crazy-looking guy. Anyway, I wanted the smoothies, um, and he does what I say. I also man the money books, so this kind of works out how I want uh, my name's Nara, by the way. Anyway, she backs back Good into you, Nara. She just, She's back in the backpack. She's not looking at you. So you kind of shows oh, like, well, that's, uh, that's I was here, I was at the pub. That's bit... Excuse me, I am talking. Excuse, excuse, I mean, excuse, I... excuse, excuse me. Excuse yourself, excuse me. Excuse. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Tozra has found a bench to sit on and is reading a book and um, is about 20 metres away and not listening. Bear looks over and kind of gestures. was like, there's a snooty boy with you. Well, not particularly, no, not not especially. So you're um, telling me you're not in a party with him? You're not in a fellowship of sorts? <laughs> you're not in a camaraderie, travelling the lands together? Not so far as BFFs. canonically described, no. And I wave over to I say, hey, child! There is another loud boom which sounds off. Mm, someone talking to me. My word, I, you know what, I, Mr, 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 what was your name? Phil? Phil boy, you hear the sound of engines and rushing air, and you all turn to look at the wall where everyone's running. The street is now completely empty, and you see rising above the wall is a giant airship. <coughs> right, uh, yes, I, th- I, th- I think we should probably be heading towards the building. Maybe, perhaps, just sort of. I'm sort of now backing my way away and like towards the the town hall where everyone was running. It seems to push past these clouds and these roaring winds with complete ease and shadow starts to be cast across the town of Bernard. Good gracious me! Um, Where'd my light go? (laughs) How am I supposed to read in the dark? There is a series of loud booms as cannons go off and flaming cannonballs start raining down across this picturesque city, crashing into buildings, Ah. smashing into streets, and one lands exceedingly close to all of you, spraying dirt all over your book, all over all of you. Does nobody in this city have manners? I am fed up. I'm going to the library. I get up, and I start walking in the opposite direction from the ship, up the main road. There is one last exceedingly massive explosion you all spin around to see a massive part of the western wall crumble down and crash into a clearing and onto buildings and everything. Dust gets strewn all across the neighbouring streets. More cannonballs come crashing down, and as the dust begins to clear... Great Queen Elizabeth! Right, that's enough of me! I'm out of here! I don't like fire! No, don't like fire at all. Not at all. No, no, not a fan. Not a fan. And as I'm, I'm like sprinting towards, like away from everything, trying to dodge the fire. I was like, no, no, dreadfully warm. Don't like it. No, no, thank you. No, Bear I'm remains out. in the uh, 
Okay, I guess splitting the party works. Um, I was assuming you'd follow me. No. <laughs> Bear remains standing where he was, kind of stroking his chin, looking at the, the massive hole it's created. It's like... Uh, I'm going to turn back and I'm like, Listen, you two, what's the matter with you? Come on. You, you, you get, get out of here. As the two remain in the, the furthest part of the street, we see, as the dust clears, a battering ram be pulled away from the wall. Uh, as the dust clears even further, you make out a large man riding a giant stag in the hole that has been caused in the giant side of the western wall. And you hear his voice boom across the entire town. Ho, ho, ho. With him marches an army of workshop elves. It seems Bernard has been a very bad town. A very bad town indeed. No offering was left at my shrine this year. Did you perhaps forget old Santa? Well, it seems like old lessons need to be retaught. You will learn to fear this time of year, just as your ancestors did. Boys, his giant stag stamps once. The elves all jump to salutes. Kill three quarters of the population and bring the offering to me. Just then, a flaming cannonball crashes into where Bear and Toza were standing, sending you all flying backwards in different directions. You just look up to see elves jumping from the ship that is now overhead, ropes tied around their stomachs. They descend and land on roofs and along the street. They pull great hooks from their belts and stab them into the wood or onto the stones and cracks into between the stones. They take the, the rope from around their waist and tie it to the hook and use giant mallet to secure it in place. You hear horns echoes from above as elves begin to climb down the ropes from the airship. You are now surrounded by four elves who landed from the airship. They look up and notice you. You're going to have to roll for initiative. So what did you guys roll? Uh, nine. Thirteen. Before any of you can really react, uh, one of the ones further off kind of straightens up. She pulls a large knife from her pocket and starts to, to spin it around. Crispy, Clinky, Sean, wreck em. The others are going to start picking up their weapons as well. Now to describe them, the elves are incredibly short. You could really uh, mistake them for gnomes. They're short, very plump. Some are a bit on the thinner side, but mostly quite plump. Very wide faces and all of them have the uh, kind of worker symbol of the uh, red and green cap that all of Santa's workers wear. Uh, they're wearing different clothing, but mostly have these uh, dark brown corduroy pants and a little vest and a uh, little red and green shirt underneath it to keep them warm. Ugh, ghastly colours. So the one who spoke first, uh, whose name is Beth, she's going to run for Sir Montgomery and she is going to swing with her knife at Montgomery. Oh dear. And so she got a uh, 14 to hit. Uh, my AC is 11. So she hits... She slices into one of your long legs, taking four damage from you, oh. and says, "Ha! You like that long boy?" Goodness me! I now, now listen, listen here. I mean, I'm oh, that's that's my shin bone. That, well, if I had bones. And so it is now Sir Montgomery's turn. Uh, Sir Montgomery is going. Uh, uh, sorry, my, my bad, my bad. There we go. Uh, <clears throat> Sir Montgomery is going to 
kneel down to about a third of his height so that he's almost level with the eye line of this this gnome and he's You don't going... have to get on like all fours to be at eye line with this elf. Yeah, well sort of a low crouching position. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh sort of nur- still looking down. Nurse he's still looking down, so just nursing his leg and he's he's just he's just gonna try and talk to them. He's like, yeah, listen here. Listen here, young elf. I I I'm not sure what you have against the people of this town, but I I'm merely a passing through traveller and I, I don't belong here. And I was just wondering if you could sort of leave me alone, you know. Um, and I'm going to roll persuasion. Is that right? Okay. Which is, I think, technically, if you're already in combat, you can't. It's not going to work. Well, I, I'm going fighting. to try. Listen, if you get a really good score, maybe Chester would let you. I do have a plus five to charisma. I'm rather a charismatic fellow. All right, roll for me. Right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, that's a nine. <laughs> plus plus <coughs> five. Mm. That's a nine with the plus five. <laughs> she kind of looks at you as this, like, pauses, then licks the blood off of her knife and looks at you very dramatically. And just then... Well... Bear comes running up and kicks her in the face. <laughs> he hits her for four damage, sends her sprawling in the snow in front of you both, and is now... Clinky's turn. So Clinky is standing above Toza and pulls out his very well-worn and kind of embroidered in some places, like he's carved into it in some areas, club, and he's going to jump down and try and hit Toza. So he hits him and he almost misses and swings past and just clips Toza on the shoulder as he goes down. He's like, oh, that was bad. Let me give another go. Ah! How dare you? I say, that's that's not on at all. How much damage do I take? Take one damage. (laughs) 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 It's now your go. I'm going to use my go to try to take cover behind a bear. Use my action. I'm just going to I'm going to run and hide behind a bear and try to use him as cover. Uh, Okay. So in that moment, crispy, who is. Further up along the street, kind of in between Clinky and, and Bear, he's going to try and whack you with his okay. club as well. He does not get you. So he does a swing in the mist and does a bit of a spin just, in the snow. I'm, and just holding, like, oh. I'm holding my shoulder and running at a weird angle, and so he just misses where my head would normally be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and last is Sean, who is standing at the furthest end of the street, and he's kind of just putting his hands on his hips like, why was I sent to these guys? These guys are terrible. Uh, and now we are back up to the uh, top of the line, which is Beth. She's going to pick herself up out of the snow and kind of brush off her nose, which is now bleeding. She's going to stare daggers at Bear, and Bear's just giving her the finger, and Nara's popping out of the backpack and giving her the finger as well. And it's just like, oh, all right. And so she is going to try and stab at Bear now. And she uh, misses quite a bit. He just kind of like does a moonwalk back in the snow to avoid her. Uh, and it is now Montgomery's turn. I say, steady on you. Listen here, can't be, just, that's, that's just that's just not right. And I'm going to use my breath weapon. Uh, breath which weapon has a 15 <laughs> feet range because I'm my character was built off of a dragonborn, even though I'm not. I'm a stick insect, uh, but I, I have a breath weapon that does 2d6 cold damage in a 15 foot range and I'm going to try and hit whichever of the elves is closer to me that would be Beth right well listen here listen here you so 
that's a 19 to hit. That absolutely hits. And 2d6 Jeez. does 6 damage. Jeez! <laughs> so Beth is hit by the breath of... Is it breath of... What's, it, what's it actually called? It's, it's just called a breath weapon. So, yeah, it's like, it's like ice breath, yeah. like breathing fire. But she ice. gets hit by the, the ice attack and is instantly shocked by it. And, like, her skin cracks in places. Her hair freezes in some places. But she's still motoring forward with this knife and absolute hatred in her eyes. And it is now Bear's go, who's going to do a bit of, like, a little shuffle thing and then going to kick her again. <laughs> Take that, you! Short and he gets a being. <laughs> so that is. I never like. That's another four. So he kicks her head off, clean off, <laughs> and it shatters at the neck, and her head just flails off with the the knife still in her hand, and and Nara scuttles down Bear's back, runs over and sees if she can get her hands into Beth's pockets. Can't pushes her over, takes the knife, and gets back into the backpack. So uh, Clinky is going to brandish his club and going to start running towards Toza. Seeing that Bear is in the way, he's going to aim the hit at Bear instead. Yes. And with a natural 20, he connects it. Oh! Gets in the shit. So, right in the side of the knee. So Bear is busy looking at the person who he just decapitated and kind of holding back a bit of vomit and also a bit of joy type of thing. It's like, oh, I shouldn't feel too happy, but I also don't want to, like embarrassed in front of my new friends here by vomiting type of thing and then he just gets connected by this club and does two damage so it bashes him in the arm he kind of spins around looks at him and is like what the hell are you doing man um, and so in that time it is now Tozer's turn uh, Tozer is going to use his action to try to climb Bear and get into the backpack as well <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's a 12 year old boy and so he's far too big and so he is going to be uh, trying to persuade Nara to let him in. So I'm going to make a charisma roll for that, if that's okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Try. <laughs> uh, for listeners at home, uh, Bear and Nara come from the homebrew D&D that Chester and I did when we were first starting out. And I played Nara as a method of helping out Chester. Uh, <laughs> Nara is not a friendly person. <laughs> of course not. She's a character created by you, Aubrey. That's uh, a 15. She kind of considers it. No, no, tell me what you say. Tell me what you're going to convince Nara with. Excuse me, uh, miss. What? Miss, excuse me. Hello. Um, can you, How are you budge up a little? No. I'd just like to no. just like to get no. in here. No. Just a little, no. please. No. 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 He slides back down Bear's back to the ground. <laughs> and that's my turn. Okay, so now that you are no longer directly behind Bear, you're kind of looking in the bag. Uh, Crispy is going to run up and try and whack you with his bag, kind of aiming for your kneecaps with this one. Fair enough. Uh, does a 15 hit? Yes. So he swings and connects with your knees and does a beautiful... Jeez, one damage. Come on. I was ah! Ah! <laughs> I'm going to fall on the ground and scream. He kind of hits, he hits you, but the whole like connecting with the bone kind of just makes it reverberate back to him. And he's like, ow, my fingers. Ah! I'm on the ground screaming. I was worried these guys were going to be too tough. Takes 1d6 <laughs> vibration damage. Sean is still standing at the edge of the <laughs> street. It's just like... <sighs> All right, he's going to start kind of like strutting down the street to just, he's going to pull out a pair of two knives and be spinning them. He's like, all right, 
Hot dice, hot dice, let's do this. <laughs> uh, so now it is Sir Montgomery's turn. Uh, right, well, where am I situated in terms of the geography of the situation? So you're at the far end of the street. In front of you is the mangled and destroyed body of Beth. Uh, just to your right, almost in front of you is Bear, and behind him is uh, the flailing and crying uh, Tozer, and you have uh, Crispy kind of standing in front of Bear, and you have Clinky standing in front of Alistair. No, um, sorry, standing Surely in front, not. Standing, standing in front of Toza, and the, everyone's looking a bit bewildered. And back behind you, Sean's still kind of strutting, but kind of breaking into a run to get towards you guys. More or less surrounded. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to go up to Clinky. Yes. And attempt to pick him up by the head because I feel like my hand is like quite a bit bigger than his head. <laughs> just pick him up and just throw him. That's just a that's just a unarmed strike. Mm-hmm. Which I have a plus four. Ooh. Goodness me, to a 60. That's a 20. Damn. So uh, so this is Clinky, correct? Yes. So Clinky, who is still kind of... He's about to clink his last clink, I think. <laughs> I doubt that. But he was kind of just looking at Toes like, did I do it? Did I, did I do it? Do I hit him again? Type of thing. And then he's grabbed <laughs> by this terrifying, massive stick insect and lifted up and... Right. Take that, th- you blighter. Thrown bodily and he's just like ah you threw my whole body <laughs> type of thing he's never been treated like this before he lives with people who's same like the same size as him this has never happened <laughs> how much damage do you do to I poor only, old king i only have three for an unarmed strike okay so he lands in the snow he's pretty all right guy gets back up brushes himself off sean runs past him he's like okay man let's do this type of thing. <laughs> sean is far too cool for all this um so now it is it's Bear's ghost. So Bear is going to look at Crispy, who just whacked him. He's like, all right. And he's going to pull the uh, small pole, staffy thing that you saw from before and point it directly at Crispy's head. And he's going to trace a rune. And it is going to extend out to 10 feet and smack him in the front of the head. And uh, amazingly, the quarterstaff extends out and stabs directly through Crispy's brain and <laughs> pins him as it stabs into the ground behind him, pins him half standing, half falling, with the same kind of confused look of how did that hit not land and do more type of thing, just posed there as his staff falls from his hand into the street and his blood splatters out behind him. Bear just killed Crispy from full health. Okay, <laughs> to nothing. <laughs> And it is now, uh, after that, Clinky is now running up the street with Sean and kind of sees his friend, who he shares very similar names with, uh, Crispy and Clinky, uh, be completely destroyed by an extending quarterstaff and kind of slows his run a little bit and starts to run the other way. Uh, Sean does not notice this and is still running headlong towards Toza. <laughs> And he is going to, still spinning his knife, is going to attempt to stab at Toes on the ground, doing like the big jump and stab landing type of thing. <laughs> uh, he gets a four. He stabs to the right of him. Um, <laughs> and just on like, the ground rolling. He did this whole big run-up, superhero <laughs> run-up, and he misses as it's just like confidence gone in a second. So it is now top of the round. It is BJ's turn again. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, so who, who's the one closest to me now? Sean. It's Sean. Okay. I... So Sean is behind you. 
because oh. you're in front of Toza now because you threw the other guy. Okay, so I'm going to... Oh, okay, right. I'm going to take my my walking stick, which I've been carrying with... Oh, <laughs> I forgot to mention as well. I have a walking stick and a top hat because, oh, I mean, nice. no stick insect is properly dressed without a top hat. I'm going to spin round and placing both my hands on my moderately scaled walking stick, which is probably taller than the elves are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to strike Sean using both hands on my fabulous black shiny wooden walking stick. Uh, that's a 12 plus... Is it plus dexterity? Dexterity, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I do have a plus. Oh, well, it, yeah, hits, so plus it hits no matter what. So, okay. yep, you hit him. How much damage do you uh, do? Right, let me see. That's eight because I'm using a two. At seven damage... Oh, so you whack him really hard across the jaw and it kind of clicks back and he spins where he is and you hear the crack sound of his neck. He's still going and he crashes into the snow and it's time to pick himself up. He's lost one knife, but he's still kind of holding the other and his neck is far much too, like too far to the right for your liking, <laughs> but he's still going and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> now, I believe, as a bonus action, this is fantastic. I've never played a character with spell slots before, so this is fantastic. As a, as a bonus action, I am yes. going to cast Sanctuary on Toza, which is you ward a creature within range against attack. Until the spell ends, any creature with a target ward of the creature uh, with an attack or a harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. Yes. What happens if they fail the wisdom saving throw? Um, on a failed save, uh, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. So I'm going to cast that on Toza, which means anybody attacking him has to succeed at a wisdom saving throw. F- f- sa- goodness me. <laughs> saving throw or change to a different target. That would be the German in uh, English coming through right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's Okay. Funny. So now the turn goes to Bear. Can I just say... Actually, no, we'll get to it on my turn, what Toza is doing. So Bear's going to kind of flex his shoulders, look at Sean, see how messed up he is, and kind of just lose interest. He's going to look at Toza, who's still flailing on the ground, and he's going to try and kick him. Toza. Yep, so he's going to roll a wisdom saving check. (laughs) I believe he has to beat a 13. He got a 2. He decides (laughs) not to kick him. No, he kicks and just, like... Bang off the invisible shield. <laughs> oh, okay. No, he's just intimidated by my British valor. <laughs> All right, so it is now uh, Toza's go. Toza has stopped flailing and crying. Uh, he's now just lying on his back in the snow, looking up at the sky, and he is replaying the conversation in which his father sent him to this godforsaken city to study magic. Uh, and is wishing that he could have gone with his older brothers to the south, where it's warmer, and there are not crazy elves. <laughs> so he just lies there and contemplates this and does nothing. Uh, his shoulder hurts. He's pretty sure he's got a bruise. His knee hurts a little bit, but it's mostly a scrape, he thinks. And Okay. <laughs> um, all right, so Bear's going to kind of you know, look at him and shrug a little bit. It's like, I'm not sure how that kick didn't work. Um, and now back to Sean, who with his half-broken neck is going to clamber up, holding the knife and going to attempt to stab at Sir Montgomery. I feel like my 
my knees and shins are going to get a lot of damage in this. Well, he rolled a four, so no, he's not. His head's so far to the right, he can no longer really aim correctly. Who'd have thought? So he kind of just swings at a miss and just swears. And he's just going to... He's just going to sit down. <laughs> and just hands in the hat, hands in the lap, just like... All right. Um, I don't know if I can do this I'm just going to like bend over and like pat him gently on the head he's like there there you'll get him next time it's okay and then just walk away he's going to sit there and be like I'm going to need so much chiropractor work for this if the master doesn't kill me for failing I mean yeah, you know <laughs> not I? sure if I can afford chiropractic the wages here aren't very good oh they're gone okay are we technically out of combat you now? are out of combat now alright uh, Toza stands up he brushes himself off pulls his uh, socks up. He steps in front of Sean uh, and he's going to make an unarmed attack. (laughs) (laughs) You would. (laughs) I say, steady on there. 17 to hit. hit. He does one uh, point of damage. He just slaps him in the face, turns on his heel and walks away. Hey, um, what we should do is, depending on which hand, it either caused more damage, <laughs> yeah, or if it was the other way, it, it um, like I'm realigns roll, his and neck. I'm going to say if it's if even, it's, it's, it's the right hand, left, it's the yeah, even or odds. Okay, so you slap him, and there's a crack as his face goes back to the direction it's meant to be pointing at. It's like, oh wow, oh I feel great. <laughs> Wow. And he's kind of just sitting there, like, admiring the fact that he can now turn his head 360 degrees. It's amazing. 360 degrees? 360. He's just spinning. He's just spinning. Now, uh, you're out of combat, and Bear's going to kind of put his hands on his hips as more flaming cannibals fall from above and crash into different buildings. Like, well, I left a, uh, a beer half drunk in the bar and he's going to start strutting back to the bar and he's like uh, now you guys are my party uh, you're going to have to come with me just for uh, story purposes you're going to have to come with me and he's going to just walk up the steps and inside he doesn't All care right. if you I, I start following him and I walk past her and I say, I say good, good to meet you and I bend down him Sean good what oh who are you talking to Toza Toza oh I Toza. Toza. I walk past Toza and I bend down a long way he's like good to meet you and I hand oh. out my very long stick insect hand to shake his hand oh god you're freaky I say, I say, you did. What did you say to me, young fellow? What? I just, uh, I just saved your life back there. It's like, I think you will find, good sir, that I can take care of myself. Well, I showed him who was boss. All right. Well, <laughs> he's, I, and he's I, I tell you what. Sean's sitting back there, just like, oh, wow, wow, this is nice. Toza, who is n- very short and very slight is staring up at this giant stick insect man with an incredible amount of scorn for someone <laughs> his size. He goes, I like your mannerisms. I like your voice. I do not appreciate your looks. And walks into the bar. I find that highly offensive. It was we'll, meant to be. We'll be getting back to this later. No, we won't. Um, I have a question. He closes <laughs> the door behind him. <laughs> How how tall is the ceilings inside this bar? Am I going to have very, to crawl? No, they're very high. Okay. The, in the in the bar, it's about I'd say twelve feet. Oh, lovely! So well, you got I, a bit of clearance up there. That's my antennae can fit. Yep. Lovely. That's so uh, as you come into the area, the bar you see is you know wood paneling, all that type of stuff. Uh, there is a 
front counter with drinks behind it, all that type of business. And basically every table is turned over, chairs broken, all that type of stuff. It looks like there was a fight that there was then broken up because of a disaster. I don't know, something crazy like that. Who knows, man? And you hear kind of weeping from one corner as there is a man with an apron hiding underneath a chair. It's like, <laughs> I'd like to walk up to the man weeping in the corner and say, excuse me. Uh, excuse me. I would like a glass of orange juice, please. Preferably no pulp. I'll just wait over here. He goes and sits at a table. What was that, sir? Orange juice, no pulp. We only have pulp. Is 1% pulp okay? If it is only 1%, and I will know. <laughs> I will be counting. He, uh, he thinks back, he's like, Oh no, it's 2%. <laughs> That's one more thing I can't do right. I walk I over. can't even run a bar. Sir Montgomery also walks over to the crying man, stoops down. <laughs> You're scary looking. Lens, <laughs> I can't talk today. Really experiencing that dragonborn uh, racism. Just, uh, <laughs> you look weird. I'm I mean, I'm okay with dragonborns. They're pretty cool. You're weird. I don't like people who are twice my height. Excuse me, sir. And I kneel down and, like, sit on my knees so I'm, like, only a couple of feet taller than him mm-hmm. now. Yes. Well, he's also sitting on the ground. I give my hand. I don't appreciate your mannerisms. Definitely going to have a problem with that later. However, he gives you the clammiest, weakest. Oh my! Like, you know, it's I like was... it's like like high fiving a jellyfish type of thing. It's like <laughs> type of thing. Tozer is going to come back over at this Do point. Do you and go, have any idea how disgraceful your handshaking mannerism is, sir? And I stand back up and I say, you know what? It was the equivalent to a, like a whimper of a handshake. I was planning to order something for you, but no. No, no service here. No service from Mr. Montgomery today. No. Honestly, the cornerstone of good business is a good handshake. How can you not have this down? Absolutely. You know what? That finally, finally, somebody I agree with, and it's you of all people. Of all child. people. Of all people. Who wouldn't have thought we'd have this in common? Yeah. Finally, somebody with. I'm getting a, a sense of common decency. Hungry. I want. He checks. He realizes. He looks for where a watch would be, but there are no real watches. He goes. It's my snack time. I think no, I'm there hungry. there's a watch there, but it's just a, a rock surface with another rock pointing up that casts a shadow <laughs> like a to one sundial. direction or the other. Uh, but you're inside, so you have to go and go outside to check the time. Okay. Wouldn't that only my work watch is if you're facing, like, the right direction as well? <laughs> it has a little it's marking a on one side. It. Yeah, it has, a, it has a compass on it, but that compass is also carved into the stone, so it doesn't yeah. really help. Um, so as you're all saying this, uh, Bear is sitting on the counter, and he's like... There's a lot of racism in this town, and he has just finished the orange juice. Nice. You're telling me, and I walk over and I lean against, I'm making strange clicking sounds, lean against the bar next to him. It's like, oh, it's dreadfully disgraceful. I mean, these people just have no acceptance for people taller than they are. I mean, goodness. And, and uh, Nara pops out of the back, yeah. back and is just like, well, let me tell you, I was being sold. I was in a sack, and I thought he was going to eat me. But, I mean, that didn't happen. So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So it's fine. But, um, yeah. Racism, am I right? And she gives you a high five. And he's like, yeah, racism bros. Not I- racism bros. <laughs> Ra- what's the term where it's racism towards you? Mm. <laughs> Never mind. What, Scratch you, that. what do you mean is racism, comma, bros? <laughs> yeah, racism, I, I pat her on the head. I'm like, I, I think you should stop talking now. She clambers so. back in the, into the backpack being like, I don't, I don't like being talked down to. <laughs> And it's bear, not my bear, fault that you're shorter than me. And Bear's going to like chuck the, uh, the orange juice to the side and pull open... 
like a cabinet below and pull out something else and be like opening it up. I was like, I'm going to get so much pain for that. For what you said there, like, it's all going to come back to me. It's it's going to come back to me, all right? I'd say, my good sir, Mr. Yes. Mr. Uh, barely Frilled. And I pull out my <laughs> hand. He shakes your hand. It's just like... are, you, are you a native of these of this this town, my my good sir? Barely Frilled. That's what, that's your name, wasn't it? That's what you said your name was. It kind of just takes a long swig of wherever it is, and it looks up and down. You, it's like. Moving on. Um, no, I'm not a native here. Yeah, I told you earlier. All right, I came here for the icicles for that one. He just oh the yes, backpack. sorry, it's like got a bit overwhelmed with all the fire. This, don't do fire. This I really area don't has do been fire. this area has been like region or whatever it is they call it. I don't know. Fantasy world. Am I right? Different names for everything. It's a kilometer. All right, not a mile um, or a region. But um, yeah, so this region's been cursed with everlasting winter. So they've had to make the best of it. They used to be a farming and you know, agricultural area, but now they're just they're just yeah. icicles now. Well, I must say, I do find the whole winter curse is quite agreeable, really. I, I don't mind you know, it. You tell me you have like a plus to that, plus one. Plus I actually three do. I have. I home. have. I have a proficiency in cold defense. Actually, oh, that's really interesting. I, I don't. don't like fire, I, mostly because I'm made of wood. Because I'm a stick insect. But you're made of. He's going to look at it's Tozer. In the, it's in the name. Who are you? I mean, Tozer is sitting on a chair just in the middle of the room, not really participating in the conversation. Uh, he's so short that his legs are kind of just swinging happily and he's eating apple slices from a bag. <laughs> um, the, uh, the the man crying under the desk, you're like, I have, I have relevant information to the story. Someone come talk to me, please. I, I, I say, speak when you're spoken to. Okay, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll be quiet. Yes, you the stay down there. in this town. You stay quiet. How dare you <laughs> think that you could have any kind of relevance to my story. Oh, I could give so much exposition to the story and how everything's happening here. Oh. Yes, well, you're going to have to think about that when you start discriminating against people for their My, uh, my name's Derek, no one asked. I don't care. Toza slaps the table. Bartender, where is my orange juice? I have finished my snack. I want my juice. He looks in absolute terror at Bear, and Bear kind of shrugs. No, you look here. You should be afraid of me. Do you know who my father is? Come on, man. Orange shop, shop. juice. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bear's going to start like looking at the cabinets like, hey, man, there's orange. There's, there's like apple juice. There's a... Uh... Oh, that's not for kids. Uh, he's going to pull the other bottle like, mm, that's for me. <laughs> he's going to start swinging. And above you, you hear a skittling sound. Don't you man. You be quiet. It's got a stealth mission. Slap. I'm sorry. I say, you up there on the roof. I'm going to take my walking stick. I'm going to reach up and tap the roof, which is not that far away from me because I'm quite tall if I hadn't mentioned that already. Uh, I'm just going to bang the roof like one does when one has no- rather noisy neighbours. I say, I say, you up there. And you hear, like, tapping coming back. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... wait. Tozer to himself just goes, nobody here can carry a tune. (laughs) Can I roll to see if I get anything substantial out of that conversation? (laughs) Tapping conversation? What would that be? 
uh, either intelligence maybe or charisma intelligence roll intelligence Inte- oh that's minus one great <laughs> that's a Hold two on. um yeah, there are people upstairs. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. Um, to intelligence, Toes got a fifteen. You can tell there are people upstairs. Fair enough. Um, the man, uh, Derek, under the uh, table, whimpers to himself even more. He's like, oh, "Why did the man have to do this? We were supposed to do the ritual every year." The ritual, <laughs> I say. Toza is going to uh, slip off the chair. And he's going to walk over um, to the barkeep and go, uh, while you're getting me that juice, explain this ritual. Yes, you know, I'd like an explanation as well. I feel like there's a lot of exposition missing in this particular adventure, <laughs> and I really feel like... He get Orange juice! He gets up with a bit of a scuttle and just, like, runs behind the desk and is, like, looking for Faster. stuff to give you. And he's just like... Come on, man! Okay, well, uh, uh, no one's seen Santa, right, in decades. It's, like, it's been 60 years. He, the mayor thought we were just throwing the gift away. So the council voted on it and the town hall, and they all decide to keep it there. There was no point in just throwing money away, so we didn't do the ritual. What is we the didn't gift, give the my gift. man? What is the gift? It's just... The Pops gift is an ex- is like still scuttling through the drawers. Like it's an excessive amount of gold. It's like two years worth of like an average man's wage. It is an excessive amount of Goodness gold. Goodness me! I say that well. That sounds like a pittance. <laughs> How about I say a, a very rich man's two years of earnings? Uh, well, mm, yes. define rich. You could you could like pay a king's ransom with it. Oh, that's such a figurative term. Depends on the king. Well, I mean quite figuratively. Yes, but... We uh, lost our king a while ago and we didn't have the money to pay for the ransom, so we ha- we got a mayor instead. I kind of gesture towards... Semantics. Towards Toads. I'm like, well, you've you got to understand, these these people are of the lower class, you know? I mean, they don't... They don't <laughs> have... Bear's just going to, like, lean back and like, ah, something they can bond <laughs> over. <laughs> well, clearly, their priorities are completely out of order. Oh, well, naturally, I have I no mean, idea. People that live here, I mean, you know, money's quite a quite a valuable commodity. You have know? you seen the state of the streets? Uh, absolutely ab- abysmal. This room. Ugh, shocking. Well, Twelve-foot ceilings, what is that? The uh, the barkeeper, Derek. Virtually a shoebox. And it's just like, well, I mean, if, if rather than just keeping the money and all that type of stuff in the town hall, if they actually spent it on the town of lovely Bernard, we might actually have a bit of a better place to live. And that's another thing. Bernard... Yes, what kind is, of a city name is this? What kind of person? It was named I'm... after Saint Bernard, if you have to know. Of the Catholic Church. Ah, Catholicism. That backbone of society. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Absolutely driving force behind the Crusades. What? Church of England. Church of England. Yes, Church of England, I say, yes. He's going to look at you and be like, I, they're wait, different. Wait a moment. He's going to look at you and be like, England? That's such a dumb name for a th- placey thing. Excuse me. And He's I. He's going to kind of like draw smile. back. <laughs> I lean in. <laughs> what did you just say about my mother country? What did you say about Bernard? Punk? <laughs> He's getting very sassy now. <laughs> Cowering in a corner. Right, listen to me, you you withering little fool. I don't know who you are or who you think you are, but if you would, if you would even like the consideration of somebody like myself and my colleagues here, I would I would rather. Bear's walking up the stairs to find out what's going on upstairs. <laughs> I'm I'm staying here definitely. <laughs> okay. 
do you have any concept of who you are talking to? But I, I'm, my name is Sir Montgomery mm-hmm. of the Great British Empire, mm-hmm. and how dare you insult my queen with your blasphemous, mouth-breathing, slivering we nonsense. We believe in democracy. Well, I... We're a highly advanced, like, area here in Berlin. Oh, highly advanced. Except for the racism. Oh, oh, highly advanced. We're very advanced. Highly advanced. And one stick insect comes in and, oh, my, so tall, blah, 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 blah. This is near Do you play basketball? What's the weather like up there? Right. That's it. And I'm going to slap him. <laughs> How much damage do you do? Give me an unarmed <laughs> attack. Satisfy your uh, It's a ten. You kill ten him. Ten to hit. Ten to hit, three damage. Ten to, oh, ten, oh, three damage? Yeah. Okay, so I thought you did... Uh, um, yeah. uh, you crack his neck the same way you did uh, <laughs> Sean's. Ah! Ah! That will I would teach like to you add... To, um, that will teach you to speak loosely about the Empire, and I just turn on my, my rather large heels and um, head and follow Bear up the stairs. Toza, while this conversation has been going on, has found himself the orange juice. <laughs> and, and, and is pouring and it find, over. No, it's, it's empty because Bear drank. I find whatever is... I find some apple juice and drink okay. that. And I say, watching the stick insect stalk away, I'm going to say very casually, I think you'll find if in the study of history, no truly great empire has ever been founded on democracy. <laughs> and then I'm going to follow the stick insect. And he's going to be like, still holding his neck. It's like, well, we weren't founded on democracy. We, were, we originally had kings, but then we, we progressed past kings into having a democracy. But yeah, okay. And at the bottom of the stairs, I'm going to turn around and say, and look where you are now. And then oh, walk away. <laughs> he's just like holding his neck. He's like, oh, yeah, it's true. As a cannonball comes firing <laughs> through the wall and beheads him. <laughs> <laughs> Serves you right. Okay, now moving up the stairs, Bear is kind of standing once again, Hands on hips, um, looking at a door, which there is a lot of scuttling sounds coming from. As you come up the stairs, uh, it's a long corridor, wood paneling, all that type of stuff, with a series of doors on each side, each numbered for different in rooms and all that type of stuff. And Bear is at the far right one, where there's a lot of skittling sounds coming from and voices being like, oh, yeah, they don't know where we are. <laughs> These losers. We're going to so stealth them, all right? Yes, yeah, stealth them. Yeah, stealth them. I'm going to tap Bear on the shoulder. Something <laughs> like gesture for him to move out of the way. I will move out of the way. I'm going to kick the door open. <laughs> okay, uh, roll for that. That'll be a strength. Uh, As we um, just profit, go into this situation, Tozer is at the end of the hallway. He's about as far as he can be away while still being sort of part of what is going on. <laughs> He's very much hanging back. Uh, eight. Eight. I'll say it does it. Okay, so the door crashes open. It doesn't crash off its hinges, but it breaks the lock um, at the first part and smashes open, and there are two elves standing there, one on the bed, one on the ground, and one of the elves says, Oh, thank God that door was locked for so long. We couldn't get out, and they're going to leap at you. Roll for initiative. Right, now who's in here? 13. Uh, 14. Um, Okay, so we uh, Montgomery goes first as the two elves leap for him. One is, I'll just give you this little bit of uh, information. So, <clears throat> one is holding a knife, and the other is holding a very worrisome present that is giving off a very faint amount of smoke from its ribbon. <laughs> uh, which one's in front? Uh, the one with the knife is in front. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take my take my walking stick 
And I'm going to cast Channel Divinity, Sacred Weapon. Uh, as an action, you can imbue a weapon with positive energy. For one minute, the weapon is considered magical, and you add plus three to attack rolls. Blah, uh, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Basically, it's a little bit stronger. And I'm going to, as a two-handed attack with my quarter staff, bop him. All right. As, as the kids say. Give him a bop. As the kids say. Bop it. Bop it. Twist it. Uh, which is an 11. 11 yes. That hits. Oh, fantastic. And that does. Where's my D8 gone? Uh, what? Only four damage? That's not fair. Uh, so the elf in the lead uh, jumps at you just as the quarter staff swings around and catches him in the cheek <laughs> and knocks him into the door frame with a crack and he slides down as the other one uh, lands kind of a bit shaken by his seeing his friend suddenly leave his point of view and he's just like well that was a bit weird um, and now uh, Bear and Toza get to go at the same time so Bear's going to kind of look at Toza like hmm he's going to walk towards Toza and is going to grab him and try and pull him towards the fight let go I say let go of me are we going to do uh, so we have to roll a strength oh, check uh, okay an opposed strength check <laughs> You got a natural 20. You can't do anything about it. Doesn't matter, I got an 11 and he has, okay. no, he has so, nothing to strength. He's a 12 year old. Okay, he kind of digs his heels in a little bit and Bear's just like, come on, you can't you can't just hang, drink your orange juice and hang around at the end of the fight. And uh, Nara's going to pop her head down and be like, meh. Let me, let me go. No, no, no. I said no, no. I said no. I said no. <laughs> okay, so BJ, you were going to have to roll dexterity for me. Oh no! I say six again. I've got like five oh, sixes. Mm, oh, poor BJ. <laughs> so the elf uh, oh, has no. now noticed where his friend is. Looks back up at you and chucks the smoking present at you, and it's just a That's bomb. So and so you have to take a D, uh, dexterity twelve saving throw, or you have to take three D four damage. Oh. So let me roll that for you. So do I? So that's four. Do I need to do a dex save? You just that? did that. Oh, that was the dex save. Four, four, one. So that's nine damage. So it explodes and pushes you back into the wall behind you, cracking the wood paneling, and you slump to the ground as the smoke clears and the other elf gets to its feet and pulls out the knives again. Okay, so the other elf is now also going to dive for Sir Montgomery. Oh, blast! And he gets a natural 20 with his attack. And he's going to roll a uh, 1d8. What? And gets a 5. He jumps and stabs with his knife and goes straight through the leg of Sir Montgomery and drags it back, cracking through the the meat and through the the wood a few inches before pulling it out and laughing as Bear and Toza slowly make their way up the corridor <laughs> to argue no. with each other. No, you will come. No, no, I have no problem with using a child as a weapon. How much damage does he do? So he did, uh, so five plus to the 11. Uh, no, so I, I already did the nut, so another five. Number five damage. Oh. I, I, do, I do not like elves. I do. I oh, never he's, have. He's turning racist now as well. I don't like you. Okay, nice. Um, okay, so it is now uh, Montgomery's turn. Uh, and also the other elf now pulls out another present. 
So what are you going to do, Sir Montgomery? My word, well, Sir Montgomery is well, this not good, and he's going to stand up if he can. It's uh, just a little bit shaky. And he's going to say, By the power of the Queen of England, I smite thee! And he's going to pull out his... So inside his walking stick, it's one of those classic, you know, movie tropes where there's a saw, there's a rapier inside, so he's going to pull that out. And so he now has his rapier in his right hand and his quarter staff in his left hand which is still imbued with the divine magic of the british empire uh, but if it's technically one item do both well technically on my character seat says i have a rapier and a quarter staff so i'm going to go with that okay if that's all right if the dm will allow it i will allow it thank you so i'm going to take a swipe with my rapier at whichever is the closest rapier Rap- rapier no, it's it's me, I am fresh now. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. He might have to kill himself if that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going French now. This cannot happen. The crusade knows no bounds and stabs himself. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, so okay, so I'm gonna attack. Which one's? Which one's the one with the? Is the bomb one closer? He is a little bit further back. Okay. Well, I'll attack the other one first. Which is, which is a four. <laughs> plus a, anything? No. Yeah. No. Plus one. That's, okay. that's the four. <laughs> okay. Three. I rolled a three. So you do a swing and a miss and your rapier stabs into the wall that you've already cracked <laughs> behind you. And the little elf laughs at you and giggles and chuckles. Okay. Um, and then with yeah. my other hand, because I can attack with the other weapon. Yep. Uh, with the quarter staff, I'm going to go for the same elf. Which is a 10. Doesn't hit. What? <laughs> Does he have a higher armor class than I do? <laughs> I actually don't understand how Nonsense. you have as lower armor class as you do. I have, I have no a, idea. I have a higher armor class no than you do, and I'm a wizard. <laughs> so does no Bear, and he's a monk. Our uh, monks are a okay. Oh, yeah, okay. That's nothing. <laughs> um, okay, so. Because I'm so tall, I'm an easy target. You're going to swing with one arm and stab into it, and then with the arm beneath that, you're going to swing again, and that sword <laughs> is also going, that weapon is also going to hit into the wall. So you're going to be like, just like cross armed. And the elf is going to laugh and laugh and laugh as Bear and Toza slowly come up the passageway and Bear is going to let go of Toza's arms, grab his legs, and he's going to bodily swing him up and down onto the elf. This is undignified! So let me roll strength for that. So that's an 18 plus whatever his strength is. So he manages to do that. Now let's Um, roll to him. No, no, I think I've got to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. I think that would make a lot of sense. Um, so I've got a saving throw, otherwise I think I've got to take like half the damage that you were... You got, uh, I also rolled out. a 19 to hit, so... Okay, yeah, Sorry, 19 to hit. You absolutely hit whatever it is that you're hitting. Um, let me make a constitution. Okay. Um, that is only an 11. So what does that mean for you? Well, you would have to tell me, does an 11 mean that I take half damage or no damage or... I'll say you take a third. Okay. So I swing and uh, what do you think is Toza's, like, damage, hit damage for a full body... A 12-year-old? Yeah, how heavy uh, He's not very heavy. So we're looking at D D8? But with the force of a grown man. 
I'd say an, a, let's say a D8. Oh, because he is still wearing his backpack, which is the um, the wooden crate. Yeah, okay. So about half the size of him. Swinging him, and you're also crashing onto your side, so onto your shoulder, so onto the bone there, into the elf. Nope, on the floor, and uh, we rolled a four. So you come crashing down and hit into the... Uh, the elf pinning them to the floor underneath you. You take, uh, we'll say, one damage for that. Uh, ah, 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 <laughs> you just take one damage. Yeah. I'm going to give you two damage because you just take one damage for everything. Um, so Lucky boy. Crashes into the floor and bears him like, oh, that did way less than the amount of exertion that cost me. And Nara's going to pop her head down and be like, you know, I feel like I could be involved in all this. Like, down, down, child, down, down. <laughs> We'll go use them. We'll go to the LL. Okay, so I'm on the floor. Oh, Am me. I close enough to touch this elf with the bomb? Uh, no. Am I? He is between. There's uh, Montgomery, then him. So he is outside your arm reach. Okay. Uh, Tozer is again lying on his back, staring up at the ceiling. Um, and <laughs> there he... is a wriggling elf underneath you, <laughs> so you don't have much time for reminiscing. <laughs> but very briefly, the words of his nanny come back into his mind about what company you keep. And uh, many of these such things. He rolls off the elf, um, and he's basically going to roll into his stomach, put both arms out in front of him, <laughs> uh, make different gestures with his hands, and click his fingers, and he's going to cast Firebolt at the, <laughs> the elf with the um, the bomb, because he does not want to have another bomb go off. Um, okay, so that is a 15 to hit. Uh, that hits. And that does eight damage. That does eight damage. Okay, so you ignite him and the fire disappears and he is blackened and cracked and one of his arms snaps off. He has been so burnt to a crisp. (laughs) But with that, you have ignited the bomb even further and the bomb is also going to go off in his hand because (sighs) the wrapping around it goes off. So uh, Montgomery and he is also going to have to roll dexterity. Please, no. Oh, goodness me. That's a... Uh, I'm going to give him 11. disadvantage because oh okay still with disadvantage even though he's burnt he still rolls high enough uh, so he kind of just drops it and like wiggles away a little bit but not far enough away to negate the explosion so he's going to take two uh, he's going to take one uh, d4 of damage which kills him so he's eviscerated by his own bomb and you uh, my dex save was 11 so you failed the dex save after all three Ah. d4s of damage so that three d4 damage again two four four eight ten 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 that means I'm down to zero oh he's unconscious death saving throw time death saving throw Montgomery Okay, how do I... I've never been in death saves before. Um, so what do we do for that, Aubrey? I, I don't three know. Three fails, three successes, right, yeah. right? Three fails, three successes. I. What do you roll? It's a d10, I believe. If you get higher than a 10, isn't it? On the higher um, half of... Oh, yeah, okay. We'll say it's that. I haven't really had to do that before. Okay, so d20. If it's higher than a 10, it's, it's a success. If it's oh, okay. lower than a 10... If, sorry, if it's a 10 or lower... Oh, it's an 18, thank goodness. Okay, so that's one success. While this is all going so that on... happens on your turn. Yeah. Okay. So that is yeah, one success right. for Montgomery. Okay. So while this is all going on, now the uh, one of the elves is dead. Bear is kind of just standing above toes and like, 
Okay. Uh, what to do, what to do, what to do. He's going to aim a kick at the elf on the ground while yelling, Toes up! Do something! You caused this boy! I might have used you as a bat, but you also ignited the boy. So he, I'm blaming you if he dies. I caused nothing! This is child abuse! So uh, Bear rolls a nat one and so misses the elf completely, kicks the wall and falls onto the ground onto Nara who like shrieks and swears and like punches through the bag at at Bear. It's like, "Ah, ah, you're making it worse. So Bear completely misses and Nara is very angry with him. Um, So in this moment though, Nara is going to pop her head out of the bag and is going to kind of look around like, what the hell are you doing? And she's going to see Montgomery, who is blackened and burnt and kind of fizzling a little bit on the floor. She's like, and she is going to sigh and snap her fingers and is going to heal you 1d4 plus 1. Oh, 1d4 plus 1. So, uh, 2. <laughs> wow. Does that save you from healing throw? Um, from saving throw, I mean. I don't know, does it? I believe if you are healed while in saving throws, it would return you to like one health so you would regain consciousness but you would be at still at death's door basically that is my understanding oh wait hang on yep okay we'll go for that there we go so montgomery two two health i just added it in the thing and then okay so montgomery gasps for air and kind of rolls over Uh, oh goodness oh my my suit it's all singed my my suit as you complain about your suit Another flaming complain, cannonball. Complain. This, this is a handmade... To, this was hand-spun by us. Yes, a, yes by whatever a, you say. A flaming cannonball crashes through the roof and takes out the door next to you and starts to ignite the lower part of the bar. And you hear Derek scream before. I was like, no, this is everything. After the divorce, this is all I have. Serves you right. So um, Nara's going to kind of shrug and go back and her... Uh, Backpackers, bear rolls over. So it is now the elf's turn, who is going to clamber up and like holding the knife, like yeah, okay, ah. and she's going to see Tozer on the ground and going to go to stab at him. Yeah, he's probably prone because he's on the ground, so she'd have advantage. Well, she got an eighteen the first go, so it doesn't. Yeah, matter. it's me. Um, so uh, eighteen. Uh, so that's one d four of damage. And she gets a four. So she stabs down into the shoulder, like between the bones, and kind of pries them a little bit. And uh, Toza shrieks and squirms. As the bone separates a little bit from the shoulder, almost dislocating it, the elf gnashes its teeth before pulling out the knife and going for another strike. Now, it is Montgomery's turn. What would Montgomery like to do with his two HP? Uh, one, one moment. Uh, let me just see. Ah, yes, right. Uh, I am going to cast... Let- Lay hands on... Lay. Basically, I have a healing pool, <laughs> which I can draw from, touch any... Cre- uh, you have a, he- a healing... A pool of healing power that can restore 15 HP per long rest. As an action, you can touch a creature and restore any number of remaining HP, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, to be fair, like, Tozer's lost, like, 4 HP. Which I so. think I can do. It just says touch any creature, so I'll just sort of pat my suit very sadly and draw from the great pool of healing power 
etc., etc., and I'm going to heal myself for 12 points, and I'm fairly sure I can just do that. Nice, nice, nice. A week in the Lake District. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Lake District? What does that mean? It's a beauty spot in England. Oh, okay. Yes, there we are. It's like a week of Lovely. Holiday. And that brings me up. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 to 14 HP. Damn. Okay. Yeah, that's so... it. That's, that's, uh, uh, can I also, like, move away or something? Can you I can with your extra ability. You can move away. I'm going to, like, as I'm, as I'm looking at my suits, just, like, absentmindedly, like, oh, oh. Oh, no, my, my poor suit. Just, like, slowly move away. Another cannonball comes flying through the wall. Roll dexterity for me. Oh, come on! No! Six! Seven! Seven! <laughs> okay. Uh. You avoid the cannonball, but the fire left behind singes <laughs> your suit some more. <laughs> I should I should just take um psychological damage. Yeah, you, Psychic don't, damage. you don't get hurt. You can, like, pat out the fire. But roll. I'm going to roll D4 of, of like... Okay. Yep, you can you take two psychological damage of seeing oh, your suit get burnt a little bit more. Oh, oh um, no. Custom, I'll never get another one like this. Oh. Handmade by spiders. Not, <laughs> yeah. Hand spun by the giant spiders of the world. Of Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame. Those French spiders. Um, while that's going on, Bear and Toza get to go again. So Bear's going to kind of get to his feet and look at the, the elf prying apart Toza's arm. And he's like, I feel like this could be good for him. I feel like, you know, being exposed to some real world trauma could be good for him. Now it pokes his head, her head down like, that's messed up, man. <laughs> you should protect the child. Bear is going to kind of fumble in his pockets and pull out the pole of collapsing again. He's going to aim it at the head of the elf and be like, all right, and press the, the rune out and going to extend it once again. Uh, with a 12, it uh, lands, and let me just check this bad boy. Uh, and once again, smashes out the brains of the elf. And the brains and blood spews out onto Toza's face. And, and uh, Bear's like, I probably could have done that a bit more subtly. As he re, like, de-extends the pole of collapsing and the elf body just collapses onto the ground. <laughs> you are now out of combat. Oh, thank good. Thank, thank the queen. Oh, thank the queen. Oh, I'm just in my own world. Before, before you get a chance to really come to terms with the situation, uh, you notice the room is very warm. Very, very warm. And you look behind you to see the stairs and whole lower area of the bar completely on fire from those cannonballs that were sent fire. in before. So there fire. is no way to go. What would you like fire, to, fire. to do? Fire, 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 fire! Stay tuned for the next part, coming tomorrow.